Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Um, I know we're three minutes late, but it's uh, I just drove home from Montana. So I think you guys can give me a little bit of a break. Um, Kathy and I were in Hepner. Was that where we know? No, we were, um, oh gosh, what town were we? It wasn't Hepner. Hermiston. We stayed in Hermiston last night. Um, went into a little restaurant, bar, pub, and some guy walks over and shakes my hand and goes, I watch your show all the time. <laughs> oh my God, I can't get away from anywhere. But at least I know um, that people are watching and going through it. And Rob, you're on the, you are, you're, I can see you in the green room. So who's coming on tonight? Well, we have Rob uh, from uh, Bait and Tackle down in Charleston, Oregon. We're going to talk about what? Weather. Um, snow, rain, wind. Um, I drove, just drove down from Hepner or from Hermiston and oh my God, it was a total rainstorm the entire way. You couldn't see the road. You couldn't see 400 feet in front of you. And it was just coming down. It was snow up around oh, the Dalles um, and, uh, and up from there, but it wasn't sticking to the ground. So it was still, but we were, Kathy and I were trying to get out this morning because we heard that the snowstorm was going to be going right in front of us or right behind us. So we were, it was chasing us and we wanted to get home before that, uh, that all hit. So it was a crazy adventure. Hi guys. How are you? Uh, what, what, what you're saying here? Speaker of the house, Nancy commissioned January 6th commission was supposed to help Democrats hold on to their slim majority. Gloria, you're on, you already got a topic going here, don't you? And who else are we talking to tonight? Well, we're going to talk to Ben Edel from Free Oregon. Uh, organizations kind of started up in Portland and it is, it, it's just, it's bringing people together. Um, we're going to talk to Ben a little bit about what they're trying to do and what they want to do. Um, and it's really just a place for you, for people like you and me, who are frustrated um, with this mask thing. And, um, and you know, there's folks out there, I don't care if you wear them or not. Um, in fact, you know what I'm gonna read? I'm gonna read something to you. Somebody wrote this on my page today and I thought it was so profound. He was writing to some guy who was screaming at me. I get screamers. Um, he, he doesn't like me because he thinks that I get my news from YouTube <laughs> because I was listening to a doctor on Joe Rogan. Um, you know, there's all kinds of people out there. So he, but anyway, this gentleman who's on my page all the time, I just, I'm not going to use his name because it doesn't matter. Um, he wrote this and this was his response to this guy. And I thought it was really profound. Um, okay. So I'm going to read it to you. So he says like this, I think it boils down to this, Dave. It's to sum it up in my thought. This is what I think you claim to follow science and medicine. Great. You do your research, make your conclusions and follow your conscience as to what you believe is best and right for you. When you de demand that others reach the same conclusions and attempt to coerce everyone else's decisions and demand that they, they expose their personal medical history to work, travel or commerce, then you are no longer being led by science or medicine. You are being led by a tyrannical political ideology. And I think that really sums up. I said to him, that kind of sums up how I feel about this whole thing is it's not about whether the vax is for you or for me. It's not about whether the mask is for you and me, but I just spent 10 days in Montana and nobody gives a shit about a mask. There are people wearing them and that was fine. There were, there were stores that had signs that said no mask required, but appreciated. And then people would wear their mask inside if they wanted or not. It was a decision left up to you. Um, and, I think that's the really frustrating part is to come back to Oregon and see that we're still playing this game. 
And um, I'm tired of it. I think a lot of you are tired of it. And so Ben's going to probably give us some ideas of what they're doing. Um, and we'll just hope that the social media gods let us keep this on. So we're going to we're going to talk. Oh, we got to thank our sponsors too, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where your dental health is so important. Um, he doesn't he doesn't care about your vaccination status. Um, he just wants to make he cares more about your freedom and that freedom to get your medical care done. And if you're a person that believes in the same thing, you would not believe how many clients he's gotten. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. He's having to hire another dentist because so many people are coming to him because they're happy that he's supporting and speaking out against um, uh, mandates and, and speaking up for freedom. Also wanna thank um, another sponsor, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center, Matt McCarl and his wife, Cece, own the place. If you have never had a hyperbaric treatment, you are missing out on life. It is such a great experience. And uh, Matt also believes in your freedom to choose. Uh, he's a great guy. And they also have these beds that you can lay in that do light therapy. And I've done that for after a workout. And it's really awesome. You really need to try it um, and see what's happening out there. So we're gonna go to Bill London, who I don't know what he has on the docket for tonight, <laughs> but it's always worth your time. And then we'll come back, talk to Rob, and then we're gonna end, finish up with a nice conversation with Ben from Free Oregon. So uh, Bill, why don't you tell us um, what happened today in the world? Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London of The Wake Up Call, or with this hair, you can just call me Einstein's severely limited brother. All right, here's a look at some of the stories we're following. All of Western Oregon is going to be under a flood watch starting tomorrow morning. The warning area stretches from Cave Junction all the way to Astoria and as far inland as Salem, Eugene, and Portland. It'll last from 4 a.m. on Thursday until 6 p.m. on Friday. The National Weather Service forecasters predict about one and a quarter inches of rain is going to fall throughout the flood watch zone during the period. But in certain areas, the precipitation could surpass two and a half inches. Well, interesting statements from the director of the Oregon Health Authority Tuesday, and we're going to kind of parse that a little bit. One of the things that he said was is that he expects record-breaking hospitalizations in the state because of the spread of the Omicron variant of COVID-19. Now, the state set record hospitalizations last September with over 1,100 people hospitalized with the disease during one day. Now, OHA says it expects that number to be surpassed in just a few weeks, potentially by the end of this month. While all indicators point to Omicron being less severe, OHA Director Patrick Allen claims there will be more people sickened with the virus, which he said will mean a lot more people ending up in the hospital. Allen says they expect the surge again to be by the end of the month. Allen believes the state will end up with a lot of staff who end up sick or in quarantine because of exposure, so the state is now working on what they call surge staffs being available. Alan also admitted something that is very telling. And he said, and I'm going to quote him, that the number of people hospitalized with COVID is a bit more tricky. He further said, we've always counted everyone in the hospital with COVID as being COVID patients, whether they were there for it or not. Now, let's parse that. 
What that means is, is if, say, you're in a car accident and you go to the hospital because of injuries and you test positive for COVID-19, you're counted as being hospitalized for COVID in the state numbers. What? Now, one of the things that's been going on for well over a year is that a number of news organizations in the state, Oregon Live, the Statesman Journal, the Portland Tribune, some of the Portland TV stations have been filing public records requests and even Freedom of Information Act's requests for how the Oregon Health Authority is compiling their information. And the Oregon Health Authority has refused so far and continues to information dealing with the numbers because if you start crunching them on the website of the OHA, there's just numbers that don't add up. Also, the question of COVID-19 deaths. There was a well-documented case out of the Portland area of a man who was riding his bicycle, was T-boned by a vehicle, killed instantly, and yet because he tested for COVID, they said it was a COVID-19 related death. So the question now is, what numbers do you believe? Alan says, well, quote, we need to look at other indicators that we track. The percentage of people who show up reporting COVID systems, the number there for other reasons, the number intubated. He says, maybe we need to start looking at the whole package of reasons. So take from that what you will. Oh, here's a follow-up you're going to love. The city of Portland's most visible response to gun violence thus far has been the installation of orange plastic traffic barrels in a neighborhood plagued by shootings. And a lot of people have been asking the question, hmm, I wonder if that's working. Survey says, no. 911 dispatchers have actually received a greater number of calls about shootings in the area where the traffic cones went up since they were put in place. Now, if you recall, back in October, Portland City Commissioner Joanne Hardesty ordered the Portland Bureau of Transportation to install the traffic barrels across a six-block area of the Mount Scott Arletta neighborhood. And Hardesty said she collaborated with Peabot and nearby residents who'd been complaining about all these shootings going on in their neighborhood over the summer. Well, the data shows that emergency calls about shootings actually increased after the drums went in. There were 42 shooting-related calls in the two months prior to the installation of the orange traffic barrels compared to 45 after. That said, to help evaluate the pilot program and determine whether it's worth expanding to other parts of the city. Oh, it definitely is. Commissioner Hardesty's office recently distributed a survey to neighbors within a six block radius where the barrels were placed. They expect the results in January. And I hope there's a space on there where people can just make comments about their thoughts on the barrels. You know, the way they really feel. 
A new dark money group has begun running political ads targeting Oregon's three leading Democratic candidates for governor. Voters for Truth, LLC, has placed push polls online that appear to test different lines of attack against the Democratic frontrunners. One such ad bashing Oregon State Treasurer Tobias Reed was spotted on Politico over the weekend. Now, as far as we can tell, the LLC was established in New Mexico in late October, but there's no details about who's in charge and who's spending the money. Under federal elections law, private companies can spend unlimited sums of money attacking candidates as long as their primary purpose is not politics, however that works. Oregon law requires political ads to disclose top donors in the last 60 days before a primary election, though really at this point lawyers say it's not clear the wording of the political ad would actually trigger that requirement. Well, the two best-known GOP candidates for governor officially kicked off their campaigns this week. One would be State Representative Christine Drazen, the former House Minority Leader. She announced and launched her campaign yesterday. Meanwhile, Bud Pierce, the Salem oncologist who won the Republican nomination in 2016, launches his tomorrow. In previous statements, Drazen and Pierce generally position themselves in the middle of the party. But polling in Oregon shows that GOP primary voters, well, are actually more to the right. And it appears that is animating the campaign of another Republican contender, and that is Sandy Mayor Stan Pulliam. This week, he proposed that people camping in public rights of way and living in their cars be sequestered in a camp on Port of Portland property overseen by Port Police. According to Pulliam, with time, he says that'll deter an enormous amount of individuals coming to Oregon to live outdoors and commit crimes. And finally, growth in menu prices continue to rise sharply in November, according to Bureau of Labor Statistics. Average menu prices increased 5.8% between November of 2020 and November of last year, which represented the strongest 12-month gain since 1982. Grocery store prices also accelerated in recent months, jumping 6.4% above year-ago levels. That marked the largest 12-month increase in grocery store prices since 2008. Meanwhile, the 6.8% increase in overall consumer prices represented the highest inflation rate since 1982. As far as menu prices, the recent uptick is being blamed largely due to higher input costs, food, and labor. In a November 2021 survey fielded by a number of associations, and in particular the BLS, 91% of restaurant office, office, operators said their total food costs are higher than they were prior to the COVID-19 outbreak, and over 75% said labor costs were higher. Well, there you have it. All right, now it's time for Rick to get real. And I think today, what, you're in like some no-tell motel in Montana? <laughs> well, whatever. Get real, Rick, and drop a quarter in the magic fingers for us. <laughs> Actually, Bill, I'm in my bathroom. That's my shower right behind me because um, my wife's out in the other room and I needed enough light and plus, this way, Ben and Rob, my guests, can take a shower with me. And, you know, it, it, now rumors can begin and the whole world can change. You know, you're going you're gonna to see Ben and I have similar hair. And um, we're both silver, 
Um, and we both have a stylish haircut. So, you know, that's what it's going to be. Now, speaking of stylish haircuts, let's go to Rob, Basin Rob, who doesn't even have any hair <laughs> on his head. See, now, this, this shower thing, I, I, I propose you do like a pay-per-view event where people will pay for me not to do it. I think, oh. uh, I think we can raise a lot of money. That's a great idea. You know, Rob, since you're here, I was going to ask the audience, but I thought, you know, that little information piece that Bill had in there about the OHA, um, not knowing how these numbers are crunching and there's no, and then, and then I get all these people on my page who goes, you're getting your information from YouTube. You're not following the facts. You're not, come on people. I would love to hear one of you out there explain your reasoning behind that. That's what the rest of us are talking about. It, none of this adds up. And you keep sticking to the language and it doesn't measure out. I mean, you know, I don't. And my other question to you, Rob, is what is this about? Some viewers said you're killing, you're killing crabs. So I did a video. I did a, I did a video I here this last it. week where there's an invasive species. Um, I thought they were called the brown crab for a while because they're, they're bad for the system and they cause all kinds of trouble. But it's actually the green crab. I thought it was named after our, our illustrious governor, but it's but it's not. It's a green crab. So what I did now, Oregon law states that you have to keep them by law. You cannot throw them back in the water. So okay, that's fine. But they're they're too small to eat. There's not much to them. So you you have to keep them. And I, I kind of thought this was funny because you you have to by law keep them. You have to keep them on your boat. You can't throw them back in the water. But you can only keep ten of them. Well, what if you catch eleven or twelve? Now you're breaking the law by throwing one back or you're breaking the law by keeping over 10. And this is so typical of, of Oregon to, to do yeah. stuff like that. So I had a, I had a plastic bag full of live ones and we took it out to the woods and we used them for skeet. We did a little crab skeet shooting thing with the, uh, my better half's pink shotgun. And honest to goodness, it's still up on the Facebooks. I cannot well, believe that Mark, whatever his name is, hasn't taken it down yet. Well, Rob, uh, it's Zuckerberg, but anyway, um, Rob, you just, I just lost my whole PETA audience, both of them. They're gone. <laughs> it was a, it was done in a humane fashion. It was better than being boiled alive. I did a, uh, I, I did a brief little interview with them and asked if they'd rather uh, go via the shotgun or the boiling water, and they chose the shotgun. Yeah. It's easy. So, so talk, talk to me a little bit about the coast weather, and you did a little video we're going to air for you, but um, you guys have had, you've been hammered down there too, haven't you? Flooding, and I mean. We have, absolutely. This will be, this spring will be my 10th year here, and you know, I'm sure we've had more rain. I'm sure we've had more wind. I'm sure we've had more protracted rain and wind and all that stuff, but I don't think we've had it to the level that it is now that we're seeing it. Um, we had... 60, 70, 80 mile an hour winds sustained for hours the other night. Tons of damage, power outages, and and huge shout out to all the guys and gals that uh, that work for all the power companies and all the ancillary companies that do all the clearing out work because it really was only a day or so the power was down for most folks on the far end. Most of us, it was only a couple hours, got everything back up and running again, but still a lot of disaster. Still, you know, some houses got crushed, vehicles got crushed from uh, from trees falling down. We went out to the woods to you know have fun and enjoy I, our our thought process is if we're out in the woods and civilization collapse we're living fine because we're always prepared for it well we went out and we had about a foot and a half to two and a half feet of snow in various areas and we're we're talking literally 17 miles from coos bay north bend as the crow flies 17 miles point to point and we were in that kind of snow and we spent the day sledding and making snowmen and just having a grand old time well let me show this video i'm going to put it up here like this that's 17 miles away. So here we're doing a goofy video. It starts off where 
you know, Rob of the Wild is out there and he's showing people how to survive. And I'm showing people how hey, to gather Rob here food in the wilderness. Example. It's well, a time of year of beauty, but also danger. We've got a few survival tips for you today. We're going to help you out with um, this snow can kill you. The cold can kill you. But one of the main things is having enough fluids to drink and have enough food. And while it's snowy out here, while everything's kind of in a frozen state, there's still a lot of food out here. In fact, this time of year, there's certain things that will start to actually come out that you don't get any other time of year. Come on, follow me, we'll start looking for stuff. You start checking branches. You have too much time with your hands. Sometimes you gotta wander around for a bit. You gotta find them, you gotta spend time. Very important tip here. Yeah, I could, t I could tell we're starting to get you know, it's, it's a time of year where mushrooms come out. And there we go, there we go, right there, right there. Snow crab. Uh, snow crab starts blooming this time of year. Uh, once you get the snow, hence the name snow crab, is when it comes out, so. That sprouted within the past two days. It's absolutely, look, look at this, look at this, it's everywhere. You bring your buckets out and, uh, oh my God, yeah. So we're gonna spend the day picking some snow crab folks in case you ever wonder where snow crab comes from you'll see guys commercially harvest out here as well um kind of stay out of their way they're out here with buckets they're wearing uh grundins and, and and extra tough boots and they're out here uh picking snow crab they're just making a livelihood so there you go folks surviving in the wilderness 101 with rob from basin tackle snow crab you know rob i think you make things up as much as the oha <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you're? They, are you, are they you are sure my muse. They are my inspiration. They're your inspiration. Hey, Rob, thank you for coming on and uh, giving us a few laughs and uh, you know and ruining my PETA audience. And I really appreciate that you're thinning out my my my, my people. Um, and I'm going to get some emails about that. I'm sure. I'm right sure. But there's the same pleasure. people that don't want to eat crab. Go ahead. If I can add one more thing, I'm not quite sure what the the orange barrels in in Portland that uh, the the character from uh, from Alien was promoting it. They put up all over the place. But is this like an empty barrel where you actually put your weapons? Is this a place where people, <laughs> bad guys, put the guns in? Because I I no, put one outside the shop. Anybody that wants to come and dispose of a firearm safely, just come outside the shop. It'll be an orange trash can, and you just put it in there and ring the buzzer on the door. We'll we'll take we'll make the world a safer place for y'all. So, Rob, the other thing Bill said when they first came out with this a couple of months, he's been railing them. He said, what are they supposed to do? It's like you hide behind it to shoot. That's what it's there for to make it safer. It's like, you know, you're elected officials. I used to call people your leaders, and I've decided those aren't really leaders. So I'm starting to call them elected officials because they're really not. Well, they're leading us, but down a huge rabbit hole. So, my man, it's nice to talk to you. We'll see you later, and we'll see you in two weeks. And I can't uh, get get better. I hope you uh, you know survive this whole thing. Yeah, we've got the COVID. I know you're not wearing three or four masks, so I hold you personally responsible for my getting the COVID. It does transfer over computer. Computer virus, hence the name. Yeah. yeah. All right, Rob. See you later. <laughs> see Take ya. care, sir. So he really does have uh, COVID. <laughs> he called me and he says, "Yeah, I can do this. I'm all right." But I, my whole family, we all have the. Have the have the COVID, so that's kind of how it goes, and uh, he's there. Okay, so um, we were talking earlier about Free Oregon, uh, an organization I think it started in the Portland area. It's going pretty big, and uh, I've been watching some of Ben's videos and stuff. Well, let's just bring him on. Why should I sit here and talk? Hey, Ben, how are you doing? This is Ben Edo with Free Oregon. Hey, Rick, how are you? Thanks for having me on tonight. Hey, man, I am so glad you're here because it's good to have people. A lot of times people just keep asking me, like, 
how do we get in, you know, how do we get organized and how, where do yeah. we go to find out information? And I think people with what's, what's hard about people um, and, you know, it, it's really easy to, for some people to get organized. But I think when people are working and doing their lives and taking care of their families, it's hard to get organized. And we've never had to do that before. And now all of a sudden, I think people are realizing that apathy isn't going to work and you're going to have to stand up and say something. So go ahead and take the floor and have this kind of got going. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. And that's what that's what I came across. I mean, I was uh, um, I, we own we were in the coffee business and we had three cafes in the inner city of Portland, um, downtown, uh, southeast and northeast. And uh, we had a forty five hundred square foot coffee roastery and we were going into uh, through 2020. And um, I mean, it was it was absolutely crazy. And, and for, you know, for all these years you know, we, I just didn't pay much. I mean, I paid attention to politics, but I didn't, I didn't like get involved because that, that's what people that had nothing to do did. You know, they, you, you could clearly see that these people really had nothing to do. Um, and, and, and I just assumed that the bill of rights protected us. And I assumed that um, the Oregon state constitution protected us. But when two weeks to flatten the curve became two weeks in one day, I started to wake up and, um, and, and because our business was completely demolished by that policy. Right. Um, and I was blown away, too, because only eight people in the entire state of Oregon died with COVID-19 when they shut down every retail business and every uh, restaurant saying it was dangerous to enter. And, you know, I've got to tell you this. There's a case uh, from a few years ago in Portland where the, the city of Portland said that the, the landlords that owned the old brickers in the city, had to put these placard signs outside of their building saying it was dangerous to enter because in the event of the big shaker, you know, the 11.0 that we have every 100,000 years here, then this building is going to get leveled and everyone in it's going to die. So you have to warn people. And you know what they did? They turned around and sued the city on a Fifth Amendment takings case in federal court and they won. And they didn't have to put the signs up saying it was dangerous to enter because there was not one shred of scientific evidence that COVID-19 or whatever this is ever was shared or spread at a restaurant or a small retail business in the entire state of Oregon or anywhere in the U.S. for that matter. And at that point, they decided to go after the small business owners. And I'm telling you, man, that shook me right awake. And, and I said, man, what are we going to do? So here we are. So what is Free Oregon like for people? What <clears throat> what are you guys doing? What are you, how yeah. are you you know, in 2020, in November, we finally had to close up shop. And I just said, you know, I'm going to fight this the rest of my life. Um, and so when we got into politics, there's two things I learned right off the bat. People in politics talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and they don't do anything. Um, and that's why we're in the position that we're in, unless you're on the far left left, because they do a lot of things. <laughs> They're organized. And that was the other thing that we that we learned right away was that there was no infrastructure, really any viable infrastructure in the state of Oregon for anyone who's moderate or right of center uh, or even left of center, but moderate um, to actually have a voice. And so we created Free Oregon and we we have been building that infrastructure, highly focused on uh, being able to organize and raise money and file lawsuits and push back and have rallies and protests and gather everyone together. And it's totally nonpartisan, which is so refreshing. I mean, we have a ton of Democrats in our group. we got a ton of Republicans. we got a ton of Libertarians. we got a ton of Green and a ton of non-affiliated non voters. Um, it is very, very cool. And we only focus on civil rights because there are no civil rights groups in the state of Oregon fighting back. There's some civil rights group, 
but but none that um, encompass you know every single amendment, every single piece of the Bill of Rights. And Ben, don't you think that's part of the lie that uh, the media and even the the far far left has is out there saying this is a this is right wing, far right wing, far left wing, and they forget about all these people like us in the middle who are going, wait a minute, I didn't. I, both wings are on the bird. I find myself in the middle of the chicken. Totally. And, like, I, I, and I think it's kind of say, no, you Rick Dancer, you're a, you and Ben, you guys are right wing. You're this, you're this, and it's like to belittle and take away from the message when in fact the message is we are one people in Oregon and we need to get back to doing that, not this divisive garbage yeah. that they're they're telling us is happening, but I think they're the ones making it happening. And all of us, I was just in Montana and then I was in Eastern Oregon for two nights. Nobody over there is doing any of this. And, nope. and they're all like, you know, that's just when I told people in Montana and even in, in you know, some places around in Idaho that we were um, still in masks indoors, they were just like, are you kidding me? And then I told them that they're actually looking at creating this law that would make it the $500 fine that you could just turn people in if you saw them not obeying the mask thing. And they just were like, oh, my God, how do you how do you put up yeah. with that? It's you know? crazy. And and the mask thing is so, so incredible. We're fighting the mask super hard. I, I, I want to tell you about the mask. Um, look, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is there is no law in the state of Oregon that prevents anybody from wearing a mask inside, except for uh, their uh, employees at businesses or responsible for indoor spaces. But the actual OAR, it's uh, OAR 333-019-1025. And what it clearly states is that businesses have to put up signs on the windows that say that masks are required. They have to wear masks and their vendors and, uh, and employees have to wear masks, but they have to make a reasonable effort to get uh, uh, their visitors and customers and guests to mask up, but they don't, but that's all they have to do. And when you go to the facts and you say the FAQs on the OHA website, it says right there that a reasonable effort is putting up the signs. So when you're denied service, from a business uh, for not wearing a mask, that's a 14th Amendment violation. And so what I did on December 17th, my wife and I went into Best Buy to buy some stuff for our family for Christmas, right? And, and um, I've been in there twice uh, in December because I bought a computer and a few knickknacks without a mask and no one, get, no one accosted me. But we walked in on December 17th in the toilets in Best Buy and we were accosted by a 20 year old girl with like red pinkish hair. And she said, you need to wear a mask. And I said, no, not today. And she followed me and my wife middle of the store and said, you need to leave. And I said, I'm not leaving. And she's like, I'm going to call the police. So we got our shopping together. We were coming back around to check out. And there it is, Twalton PD. They come in and they escort my wife and I out for not wearing a mask. And you know what I did five days later? Five days later, I filed a lawsuit against uh, Best Buy for violating my rights in federal court. And we served that employee, that manager, and their corporate headquarters in Salem for the state of Oregon. And let me tell you something. There's a reason why every single big box store won't enforce masks because they know it violates the 14th Amendment and they will be sued. And we're asking for punitive damages. And so what we've done at Free Oregon is we've created something called the Citizens Union. And the Citizens Union, you pay about an hour's worth of attorney time every year to be a part of the Citizens Union. And when some business or some person or some government agency or body uh, violates your civil rights, you can turn that around and get about 10 hours worth of legal work to begin the process of filing a lawsuit in federal court. So we're trying to spin up hundreds of lawsuits against the enforcement wing of uh, Kate Brownistan. 
And that's private businesses. And if we can get those private businesses to push back against the state, then we could win this battle over the mask mandates. So Ben, um, don't worry about your dog. It just shows you're human. Well, um, he, he loves so, My dog's fired up, man. He hears me talking. He's like, yeah, let's go. Yes, Ben. So I was at a hotel in um, Hermiston last night and I noticed um, near the, I don't know if people can see this, but this was a sign uh, on the elevator, okay? And I'm gonna read it to you because I really, I noticed and it looks, it says, in accordance with local regulations, a face covering over your nose and mouth is required by law. Guess what? While in the hotel's public space. And I'm going, that isn't a law, it's a mandate. It's not a law. Mm -hmm. And I didn't wear one the entire time and no one said a word to me, but th this, this is what people don't understand is it's not a law. And they're even, so here's big hotel chains, even host, posting that, telling people that you're breaking the law when it's not a law. Yeah. And, and, and then the same people are coming on here, me and you and other people and screaming, you're not following the science, you're not following the facts. Well, the facts don't seem to matter unless it's me and it has nothing to do with you. You don't have to follow the facts, but I'm supposed to, and I am. It's not a law. It's not a law and it's not even a rule. If they and the reason it's not a rule, Rick, is because if, if the state of Oregon overtly forces an, a, a party, a business, an individual, whatever, to violate the rights of another American, then they are subject to the 14th Amendment violation. And, and so they're acting as a government body, as a government arm under the color of the law. So when when that sign, if, if that uh, hotel had a decent lawyer that understood civil rights, they would tear that sign down yesterday because that sign actually makes them even more uh, culpable in the violation of rights if a rogue employee decides to make someone mask up or get out. So what's the what's the next step for people um, watching this? Um, I want to wrap us up here, but the next step do you suggest for people? I mean, how do they get a hold of your organization and find out more? Mm -hmm. um, you can put when we're done, you can put in that uh, in the comment section, Ben, how to sure. get a hold of you. But let people know kind of what you're looking for and how they can be involved. Yeah, you, you can be involved in all kinds of ways. We are fighting at every level. But if you go to freeorgan.us, you can join by clicking the big gold join button on the top right of freeorgan.us. Join because you're going to get communications and calls to action. We're fighting heavily in Newburgh right now to defend the uh, recalls against the, uh, the, the Patriot uh, school board members. There are tons and tons of lies about that and that whole situation. We're clearing that up. We're fighting. We have the freedom ticket for 2022. This is Democrats, Republicans, independents, and non-affiliated uh, and libertarians who are running for office that will fight for your civil rights. I don't care about any other issues that they may have being on the left or the right. But the freedom ticket is coming. It's going to be a list of, of everybody you should vote for around the state and your neighborhood and your districts and in your counties and cities and towns. And we have a lot more at Free Oregon that you can get involved with. You got to get to work. You got to take action. You're going to lose your freedom. That's it. So, so Ben, what's your hope? Dude, my hope, my hope is to balance the state, the politics in our state and, and, and stop the corruption. We have to vote for regular people that are one of us that step out in bravery to, to actually go into the political realm and stop voting for the perfect, clean, groomed candidates like the Tina Kotex and the Kate Browns of the, of the world that are, have this perfect background. Stop voting for perfect people. Vote for people like yourself that have made mistakes, have grown and learned, but they are passionate and they're going to protect you and they are one of you. Stop voting for elites. Don't do it anymore. Whoever has the most money, 
don't vote for him. Okay, I'm going to correct one thing that you said, and it's not correcting, but it's going. Um, I will tell you that Tina Kotek and Kate Brown are not are not perfect people. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and it's like I think what I know, and I'm not nitpicking yet. I think I get you know what you're saying. I know, no. What you're saying, what you're saying is vote. I said this once, and I got such a a bunch of crap for it, and I because I didn't mean it in a racial way. But vote for people that are like us, not white or Asian. You know, I mean anybody who are people who are hardworking, who who have had a job outside the public. Um, the 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 um, the, the uh, like I don't think that many of the legislators have never had real jobs or run businesses. So start looking for people who understand how you live, and um, and also that and, and I think if Oregonians would stop voting party line, we could do something. You know, and and um, you know redistricting has screwed that whole thing up. But people can still stand up this time. I think that maybe we'll see some normal people. I'm 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 tickled to death to see Betsy Johnson running as an independent. Me you know, too. I love that. You know, I, I I'm a big supporter, and everybody knows that I have a dog in the fight. But I love the fact that she's dumping her party, um, and she's not becoming a Republican. She's becoming an independent, and she's going to do this the hard way. And she's already got more money than anybody else. So I think we're we're seeing that now. If we can see that in school boards, city council, the water board, the you know any kind of thing, any kind of board out there, people always want to run for you know the the senate or whatever. Um, if we had more people running for school board and city councils, we'd be in a lot better position because all we get is the same kind of people all the time. And 100%. We have yeah. to replace the government in Oregon from the top down, from the bottom up. However we do it, we have to replace the government. Everyone right now that is that is in Salem is culpable. Every Democrat, every Republican, they've all uh, made this happen. Um, they've done it to us. This isn't about Republicans versus Democrats. This is about the citizens taking back our state so that we can have some rationale and we can have some real good down-to-earth uh, common sense policies so that uh, we have our freedoms and we can get our lives back. Because when you read the Constitution, doesn't it start off with we the people? It doesn't say we the legislature, we the <laughs> governor, we the queen. Um, you know, it says we the people. And yet we we believe that they are in charge and that we work for them when in fact they work for us. And we as Oregonians need to start treating them that way. That's you right. are. I am your boss and you will do what we say as a, as a people, not everybody bow down and um, and do this stuff. Because the fact I heard Joe Rogan the other day saying to a, uh, one of the people he was interviewing, he said, what shocks me the most is how quickly Americans gave in, mm-hmm. how quickly we bought in and just gave up and stopped fighting and went, okay, here we go. And here it is two years later and we're still doing this. I think mm-hmm. it's just insanity. It's total insanity. And most of the things like education is super important. People need to know what's really going on. But most of the things that are really going on, you can observe it with your own eyes. If you don't, you can't listen to anything that that you're being told, not from the local media. I mean, look what happened to K2. K2 goes off and goes, hey, Kate Brown, why are you at a big fundraiser in D.C. without a mask? In fact, behind you, there's hundreds of people not wearing masks. And then guess what happened to K2? They got they got doxxed. Uh, from being able to uh, participate in the governor's press conferences and and they got punished right away. So if you ever wonder why the mainstream media is so full of crap and just says the exact same thing that the governor says is because they're afraid that they're going to lose their sources. But what we need to have is we need to have a, we need to have people like you, Rick, 
that, that are going to walk away from that madness and get the truth out. But most of the stuff you can see with your own eyes. Yeah. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. It's the barrels. The barrels don't make sense. It right. only would prevent police officers from getting there sooner. Like this is insanity. So you can use your own eyes and you can trust your own eyes. At least half of what you see, you can trust, but none of what you hear, half of what you see. All right. Ben Edel, thank you from Free Oregon. And be sure to put your information in there. There's already people that have already signed up. Uh, so get the people out there. And we'll, uh, we'll, maybe next month we should just have a monthly. We'll, we'll talk with you and find out what's new and what's going on up there and stir some stuff. That'd be amazing, my friend. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Ben. Hey, thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you. Bye, everyone. See you, buddy. Okay, you guys, now share this on your page because that's the best way you can help. Um, because sometimes Facebook, when they hear talk like this, they kind of uh, limit where this can go. Uh, they'll still pull back on it. I do pay to push it out, so it kind of evens out that way. But it really helps if you guys can help push it out. And also, we ask that you really uh, sponsor our sponsors, um, the people like Chris Dental Family Dentistry. Uh, we can't do this without them. So if you're looking for a dentist or you want a dentist that believes what you believe, um, in freedom and that everybody matters, Democrats, Republicans, independents, everybody, um, then give him your business. That's how it works. And Matt McCarl uh, with New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness. You know, if you're looking for something new and a treatment that can help you, um, you know, there's the guy. So go to him because he supports us and you can support him. All right. So tomorrow night, we're going to talk about a really sensitive subject, but really tough. Um, it's um, sex trafficking. It's going on right here. Local woman's an expert in this, and she notified me the other day, so we worked out that she's going to come on the show and talk with us. And then next week, we're going to have Mary Starrett, a county commissioner from Yamhill uh, County up in the McMinnville area, and she's really steamed about what's going on right now at the state. She's a legislator, or a county commissioner, really steamed about that. So she's going to be coming on next week as well. we got a lot more planned for you. So um, thanks for joining us. Um, have a good night, and share this on your page. Just take it, share it directly on your page. You never know who's going to look. And that really does help us as well. All right. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow night, uh, five o'clock right here at Get Real with Rick Dancer and friends. Kim Stark will be joining us too tomorrow night. Have a good evening. Thank you.